What's up, all you sinners? Welcome to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast, where we geek out on all things rock and roll. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Leave us your likes and comments. You can also leave likes and comments on our Facebook page. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and visit our website, talklouderpodcast.com. I'm Metal Dave Glessner, along with my co-host, Jason McMaster. And I think it's fair to say that our special guest today is easily one of the greatest metal voices of the past 20 to 25 years. Is that a fair fair assessment? Here, here. I want to raise the chalice of blood and metal <laughs> uh, and do uh, three cheers for our guest because, um, I mean, would you like to let everybody know who our guest is, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to take our word for it. Because I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back in and parade him some more. But I want you to tell everybody who we have. Yeah, we have Tim Ripper Owens with us today, and um, you don't have to take my word for it. If he was good enough to be hired by Judas Priest to replace Rob Halford, that tells you all you need to know right there. A magnificent singer, amazing vocal talent. Um, not only did he spend time with Judas Priest, he also spent time with Ingve Malmsteen, Iced Earth, Dio Disciples, a number of other projects. But the reason he's with us today is to discuss his latest project with former Judas Priest guitarist K.K. Downing. That project is called K.K.'s Priest, and the album is called Sermon of the Sinners. So we'll talk about all that in just a bit. Jason, I, I want I, you to jump back in here. Yeah, and I am I am uh, beyond excited to uh, have uh, Tim on the show. Um, like like we've already sort of like uh, written in, uh, you know, fluids, on, red fluids on the wall. Uh, he is top-notch singer. Um, can, can sing any style, I'm sure. Uh, he, I, I'm excited to talk to him a little bit. I mean, we could turn, uh, we only have a short time with him, uh, due to his, uh, his, his, the time, you know, he only has, has a little bit of time for us today, but, uh, I, I mean, I, I could hang out with the guy just talking about vocals and singing and technique for hours. Sure. Um, so, you know, like you said, we are, he's promoting a new record. I, I think that it's incredible and it says a lot that, um, you know, him and KK stayed in touch, obviously. The, uh, I, I want to hear in his words, you know, how that, how the writing process went. Was it similar to back in Priest? I want to, there's just a hundred things that I want to talk to him about. But, um, you know, the main thing is, and, uh, you know, KK's not a Judas Priest. There's reasons why. That's not what we're talking about today. Uh, there's the reasons why uh, Tim Ripper Owens and KK Downing are still working together. That's what I want to talk about. Um, I yeah. want to talk about the new record and the process. I, uh, you know, as long as KK is making music, as long as Ripper is making music, and bonus, them making music together in the style of what we know is good old loud fast heavy metal yeah i'm in yeah the world's a better place <laughs> i'm totally i'm totally in and uh we are extremely proud extremely proud to have tim ripper owens on the talk louder podcast today <laughs> Hey, 
This is awesome. I'm, I'm outside. You got the tape recorder on now. And he's pushed both the buttons and we're ready to go. I made we sure to press them, press them at the same time, like you said. Thanks for the help. Yes. Yeah. A, yeah. Well, I know you're are you holding the microphone from the little <laughs> the little like wire as big as a string yeah 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 well oh, if the kids if the kids only knew what we had to go through back then exactly. oh yeah i i usually have my kid in here helping me so yep. we're, we're doing pretty good so far so listen i know we don't have a whole lot of time and uh i mean there's so much ground we could cover with you but obviously we want to focus on your latest project that being the kk's kk priest record with uh, your former bandmate kk downing of judas priest uh the album is called sermons of the sinner i believe it comes out october 1st um what can you tell us about the writing of that album is is this a case where you and kk were collaborating from the get-go or is this a case where maybe kk had a lot of the music done and then the call went out for a singer well i, th I think you know he decided I think he really decided to do it. We did that. We did a show together on uh, November, 2019 in November, David Ellison and, and Les Binks was on drums and AJ on guitar. And we, uh, he got the bug. He wanted to do it. And then when he found out Judas Priest wasn't going to have him involved with the 50th anniversary get together, I think he thought maybe, you know, most fans would think he'd be involved no matter what the book says. Um, when he, he, he did that, he said, okay, let's write it he called me to let's do an album and he already started writing he already really was in the work so he he was he wanted to push the buttons on this he wanted to show everybody i'm gonna i want to i want to have to say what i'm doing with this creatively he, he knew he was going to write the songs for me you know so he's writing music and, and writing it so on this one now at the end of it when it was all said and done we we're in a studio he said you got any ideas song ideas I'm like, Ken, we're just about done with the record. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, it was kind of funny, but we'll we'll do that next time. And I think the advantage was the other guitar, the other guitar player, AJ. He he laid down the vocal guides, and they're they're he's a, an amazing singer, so he could really lay down something to say. This is this is the you know, being that Ken knew exactly who he's writing for. He he knows how I sing inside and out, you know. So he was able to go. And I, I can tell you he was telling AJ, this is how Tim, I want Tim to do it, you know. And I, to be honest, AJ probably had an easier time singing me than I do. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he's a good singer. He's a, awesome. He's a fantastic guitar player and a good singer. So, yeah, Ken really had it all. He, he had the idea. I think he wanted to, to, to really show. And, and it, it shows, too. It's an amazing record. Yeah. And you already answered one of my other questions. Do you call him KK or do you call him Ken? So uh, you answered uh, that. Well, in this interview, I'll call him both. <laughs> it's kind of funny because uh, everybody calls him Ken around us. Sure. Even fans call him that now. It's funny for wow. years growing up, I, never, I just called him KK. I mean, until I was in the band, I never heard anybody ever call him anything else but KK. And well, then, that's, the, that's the cool thing is you were you were a huge fan before you got yeah. before you. Oh, um, I was. Yeah. When, in the, the 80s. Door. So, yeah, in we the 80s. That's you know, we had to we had to get magazines, though, didn't we? We had to get sure. magazines. Yeah. You know, if the record come out, we had to listen to the radio on a Tuesday night at 8 p.m. They're going to play the new song or MTV. Uh, so you you couldn't get information back then as much. Right. You really 
they were rock. I always tell my kids this. They were rock stars. I feel bad that you've lost. I mean, they were pictures on my wall. Yeah. You yeah. know, now you know what they've had for breakfast. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, I'm at Waffle House right now and I just had, you know, and it's like, this is, a, it's a different, you know, you got Ariana Grande licking donuts in the donut shop and, and uh, right. it's on video. So it's a lot different. Uh, so you got, era, you but, got, you got posters of Superman on the wall and then here you are hanging out with Clark Kent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You already right. know Listen, what he looks like. It's a, you know, you, you call him what his mom called him, stuff like that. It, well, all of a sudden now though, people call him Ken. It's really strange because yeah. even fans, I'll, I'll be talking to, yeah, well, Ken. And I'm like, cause that's why I never know. I say KK half the time and Ken half the time, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I gotta, I gotta bring this up, man. You, 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 uh, you put yourself under the microscope when you joined Judas Priest, obviously, but it was, it's a dream come true for you. You're stepping into massive shoes by, by all accounts, you do a fantastic job, uh, but you're scrutinized to death because you're taking over such a high profile gig. And now here you are again, teamed up with KK Downey. So you're, you're either a glutton for punishment or you welcome the challenge. <laughs> well, I mean, I think now with, with, 30 years or so of me doing it, I think I've kind of, you know, made my own shoes to fill now, you know, so. Um, There's no doubt. There's no doubt. You're, you're excellent at what you do. I'm a fan of your singing. Um, I could talk to you for hours about uh, your, your, your vocal training or if any uh, background, everything as well, because, um, you know, I, I, I'm a singer myself and, and I, I, I you're incredible. You're great. Well, thank you. Great vocalist. Well, uh, power, thank you. Power, I, sing, power metal singer from hell. So. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I, see, all that choir I took paid off, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew, the, I knew singing in the madrigals was one day going to really pay off for me. <laughs> um, you know, the, the thing is, when I joined Judas Priest, I knew what I was getting into. I think the, the hardest part about joining Priest for me wasn't even filling Rob Halford's shoes. It wasn't singing the material, doing it. It was the era that I that I became a member of Judas Priest. The worst part of heavy metal, you yeah, know, nineteen ninety six yes. when it was non existent. So yes. you're you're swimming up river right then, you know. Right. Um, and I it's, think Dave it was, was a, right. I think Dave was right. Glutton for punishment. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So at least now it's a little better time. I mean, now's a better time to to do do things. I mean, listen, I went from Judas Priest filling a, a beloved. I mean, he was more than a beloved singer he was uh, uh someone who influenced so many people yes. but then i went to ice earth who had the same thing with their singer so i kind of just kept going to to do it um but it was i was ready for judas priest i knew once i walked on stage and sang if you didn't like me you didn't like me i can't but like ken used to say the proof is in the pudding come to the concert watch him you know yeah yeah, but, yeah. you're you're sort of in this unique position where you know, the fans and the critics alike are going to are going to look at this and they're either going to say, oh, it sounds too much like Judas Priest. Therefore, you're copying Priest or it doesn't sound enough like Judas Priest and they're disappointed. So you're damned well, if you, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, pe people should know by now I can sing just about any style of music there is from yes. clean, high. I mean, there's there's a video of me singing Jesus, a song from Jesus Christ Superstar on yeah. on YouTube. I sing. I could sing like Pantera, Sepultura, uh, but well, I sing, I sing what the song fits. And it's really funny that you put this record out. People's like, oh, look, he's trying to sound like Rob Halford. Why, why now would I try to sound like Rob Halford? 
I mean, nobody said I try to sound like Rob Halford when I sang the exact same way in my solo band or in my like scream machine. Nobody went, which scream machines a lot like sermons of the center song. It's all high notes. And no one ever said, Oh, he's trying this. I mean, I'm singing like me again, 30 years and Ken writing KK's trying to write like, no, he's, I think KK's written songs for Judas Priest for 40 years. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, I think, I think now, you know, who wrote a lot of stuff and, you know, he was a, a, a main writer in that this is how he writes. This is what he loves. He's, why would he I, do anything different? I, I think that you, uh, you know, you, of course, there was, you know, in other people's eyes, you had to prove yourself. You you got the gig, like Dave was saying earlier. It's like it's it's a big deal that you got the, the priest gig and originally back then. And and so once people heard you heard the records you made with priest and, and then your solo stuff and just other projects and everything, obviously, they know that you can sing. They should leave it alone whether you're if, the, if someone's going, look at him trying to clone. He's cloning everyone. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. You know, you wear your influences on your sleeve anyway. That's fine. But you have become your own entity just like KK doesn't have shit to prove. Yeah, you're exactly right. So I think that you guys working together makes the most sense. And 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 still, uh, you know, let me ask a question is. Would would uh, Ken? Uh, I feel weird calling him Ken. Would Ken? Uh, is he still cool with you working on other projects and doing your own thing? Well, I have to to pay the bills. I mean, sure. that's. I mean, here's the thing. Once it, this gets really up and running, I will be 100 percent in cake for KK's priest. Sure. I will mark off the time. But right now, if you can't tell me we're going to do shows or I'm not going to make money, I have to do. I've been doing a lot of solo shows. I got a. Uh, you know, we're looking at trying to get to three trimmers to tour in November. I could, you know, I could have put solo touring together right now in America, but uh, the management with KK's priest said, don't do anything after August 30th. Now I'm kind of wide open sitting home going, now what am I going to do? Oh. Because, of, because the uncertainty, I mean, so he has to be okay for me to do other things. Yeah. Cause in, unless I'm on a, a giant retainer, then <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You can't. Yeah, well, it- not likely. Some people might think that, you know, KK is just writing checks to you to keep you around. But I don't know if that's really, you know. Well, and they will do proper. things like that. And, you know, but you just it's not there's nothing. You can't get it going yet. The, the, the machine yeah. has to get rolling first. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you you don't you don't go invent something and expect to get your paychecks right away. Right. No. You got to wait till it goes. And I think that's it. I understand that. Uh, they just need to, everybody needs to understand like in that camp that I have to do other things to, uh, uh, to get going, you know? Sure. And, uh, and once I, I would, find out I'm 100%, he's, I'm all Ken's. Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you mentioned Les Biggs earlier in the conversation and I, I know that, uh, there was talk of bringing him out on tour, uh, so what's the status of him and possibly joining you on the road once you solidify some tour dates? Is he recovered from his injury? Is is Are you still having that discussion? Yeah, I think so. You know, he was, uh, when we first announced that he was going to be the drummer, everybody knows that. And I think when I went to record, he got injured. I don't know if he even wants to really be on a because we were going to tour pretty extensively, right? And I don't know if he really wants to do that anyways, to be honest. And I think all of a sudden it's like, hey, I got hurt. And also I'm not sure if 
if this is going to be, you know, if I can do this or I want to do this. So, uh, you know, we didn't announce it until we released the record. People got mad at us because like, oh, they lied to us. No, we didn't lie to anybody. It's just there was nothing to tell anybody until the records still we start doing promo, you know. And right. when we put the record for sale, we told everybody what the band lineup was. I know I wanted less too. Uh, less is unbelievable. I remember I got the jam with for, for the first time. I was doing a solo tour in England and I go to London and they said, Les Binks is out there. I'm like, are you shitting me? Cause I was like, Oh my God. And I said, Les, if you're out there, you want to play a song? And here he comes walking up to the stage. And I'm Holy like, what? So wow. you were, you were in the, you were in mid show and said it in your mic. Hey, Les, where you at? Buddy? Yeah. Holy yeah. And here he That's comes. hilarious. I'm trying to, cause you know, listen, you don't see him that often. Right. I mean, right. you saw him on those records back then, but he's not one of these guys who's done a lot and he does a lot of local stuff. And here he comes and he may, he started, we played Run Wild and Helmet for Leather, uh, Green Manalishi, maybe things that, that, yeah. you know, he did. And it was just like, holy crap, was it cool? I mean, his drum fills, it was just like, and he's just hit so light. He's just, and I was like, man, this is amazing. So I wanted him to. Uh, so hopefully, if we do do these tours, less will come out. I mean, we got an amazing drummer. Sean is a drummer for three trimmers in the band Cage as well. And he's, uh, I thought he was like in his twenties. He just celebrated his 40th birthday. So it really pisses me off that he looks that good. Um, but I, he, you know what, if, if anything's going to age him, it's torn with me. So I'll probably, uh, yeah, his time is coming. he is really, really good and the perfect drummer for us. But yeah, hopefully Les will come out. Cause Les is, uh, is a great guy. And, uh, um, I know all the fans would love it. Yeah, I'm, doing a, yeah. I'm doing a gig with Cage next month down here in Houston. Oh, are you? You know yeah. what? I'm, yeah, I'm playing with him in Dallas the next day now. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So August 20th, I'll be in uh, Houston with Cage. Yeah. I, okay. Here, wow. What's What's funny? I think there's next night. What's funny is there's a festival there. Um, right. They asked me to do this a couple months ago, and then they were going to have me tour in Houston and all that. I was actually going to, cause I'm just going to use cage to play my solo stuff. Oh, so I would be on the same bill as them. So like at, at your show, I would have played it, but those guys backing me up. Damn. It. And, uh, but I was told I wasn't allowed to do anything around then. I so, so I just got this, I just went to England and recorded and they said, yeah, we don't have anything going on. I said, are you kidding me? So I, <laughs> so I called Sean about booking the three trimmers and like whenever. And then I said, maybe that festival in Dallas, we can still do. It's called like the power fest. I yeah, think yeah. I've been seeing some promo for that. Yeah. So I just, yep. yeah. yeah we're, and I got a pretty good set list with like scream machine. And I, I was, it's actually scared me a little bit. Painkiller, uh, the Sentinel burning hell. It's a pretty good set list. Speaking well, you'll, of, you'll be fine. Speaking of the Sentinel, on the new album with KK, you have a song called "Return of the Sentinel," I, I think, and and yeah. so it's it, it's kind of a it, it's being billed as sort of a sequel to the Defenders of the Faith track. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about that? Oh, it's great! It's my favorite track on the record. Really, it's uh, it ends the album, and it's um, it's it's like an epic piece, you know, I mean, the Sentinel was the same way, the way it started. And, you know, it was a shorter song. This is a longer song, but it's got this epic ending with these, this mellow acoustic, like guitar solo, we thing that reminds me of something from rock Rolla. And then I got these 
massive high notes wailing in the background. But it's a really good song from the first riff. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm just and happy you, to hear you so excited about it. I know, it. yeah. It's, you can tell you're enthusiastic. Yeah, you know, the record has a cool. little bit of everything. Releasing the first two were like right in your face, you know, smashes. And then we come with that cheesy kind of metals, metal 80s Brothers of the Road kind of song, you know, with the, that's so good to play live and so good to crank up. So you, it's it's got it's got a little bit of everything on it, but it has these epic songs like, like uh, you know, the return of the Sentinel and and uh, a couple other ones. Yeah, and um, I, I imagine you're going to touch on a one or two Judas Priest songs at least while you're out. And and a lot of people point to Cathedral Spires as not only one of your best vocals, but one of their favorite Judas Priest songs. It stands out in the Priest catalog, and I know it's a fan favorite. So, um, first of all, you got to be very proud of that to know that. Uh, people are ranking that song right up there with so many priest classics. And uh, so can we expect to hear that out on tour? Well, it'd be good. I know we'll play burn in hell. We'll probably play one-on-one maybe hell is home. We played hell is home last and funny hell is home. Sorry. Cathedral spires I've done on my solo tour and uh, it's a tough one because there's so much going on. Uh, and it's funny because the rest of the whole song is easy to sing, except that very beginning where it's like, you know, yeah, all these high note stuff. And it's like, oh, because it goes from clean and you're like, oh, shit. But it's a good one to do. It's a good one to do. Um, but Hell's Home, I go to I go to do that show with Ken. Right. It's <laughs> great. Last year. or not, It was 2019. And he- what people don't understand, since we have a singer here, we he'll know. You know, we t- when we played with Priest, we were in D. Well, it only really brought songs down a half a step because they played it in E flat when they toured. So people's like, oh, my God, he can't sing everything. I got to say half a step down. Uh, and we did it because all the jugulator demolition stuff were tuned lower. So they just kind of made straight across the board, one, one tuning for everything. Well, Hell's Homes recorded in C. Right. And... So I go over there to do that show, and AJ says to him, hey, uh, Ken, we're playing this in E-flat. He goes, yeah, I know. He goes, well, it's recorded in C. He goes, yeah. He goes, did you tell Tim we're doing this in E-flat? He goes, I didn't tell him. He goes, don't tell him. Don't tell him. He, yeah. he, he'll he be fine with it. He'll be able to sing it, don't, but just don't tell him. It's like it's a secret. Like I'm not going to know. What I mean, yeah, it goes step, from – Step and a half higher than normal. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, it's funny. The whole time I sang a priest, people sometimes would bring up, "Oh, he's tuned lower," uh, and I'm thinking, "Yeah, but you're not you're not saying anything about because even when I toured with priest, Hell is Home still went up to D." Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm making songs at the top of my level, Burning Hell, One on One, Bloodstained, Cathedral Spires. I mean, I don't know if Cathedral might be in some of them are in D, anyways, but. Some songs actually went up in tuning, but yeah, I just told him while we were shooting this video, I said, uh, do me, if we're going to play hell is home, you, we can't play everything in E flat, all my stuff from jugular and demolition, the guitars have to come down as long as it's even in D just keep it there, you know, cause I, I'm used to singing it tuned in D so yeah. it's not that bad, but so I'm like, you it, got it. At least be the half step. Yeah. Just yeah. put everything in. So it's a little bit closer to it. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, 
I might even even D is a, a whole step higher. Still, you're only a getting whole a half. Step up. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> you're looking at me, why sort of like a leper vibe? But it's a, looking at me. I just sang it yeah. the night in D, and it's like, man, oh man. Uh, so Dave's and, right. Dave's been right the whole the whole time we've been rec- been talking to you. You're glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you're putting up with it, and you're doing a great, I, great job. I, I do it all the time. When I remember touring with Priest, they said, "How many shows can you do in a row?" Now, remember, the metal scene sucked. The shows are smaller. They went from '80s gods to to doing this these tours, you know. And obviously, people are probably blaming me, but um, everybody was touring in those places, right? Everybody's playing Bob's Big Bamboo and things like that, you know. Sure. Uh, everybody was. So, anyways, they said, "How many shows can you do in a row?" And I said, "I don't know. How about four? And, uh, okay, four in a row, four in a row, day off, four in a row. Next tour, five in a row, day off, five in a row. All of a sudden, next tour, six in a row, day off, six. And I'm like, what in the hell? Here we go. And I know, I know they had to hate it, you know, but uh, it was funny. They just, you know, you have to do what you do. But they would just, oh, he can sing that. Oh, he's singing fine. Let's add another one. <laughs> See, I hit on a theme here. He is a glutton for punishment. I am. Well, so now I think a, about it, there's a healing. There's a, you know, that one day off is like gold. You're just healing up just by your rest and your. It uh, is. And now re- I do rehydration. I'll, you know? I'll do whatever I have to now because you got to pay the bills. So if I have to do 10 in a row, I'll do 10 in a row. Oh, yeah. But it's my own sets and I can change the set list however I want too. I can go, you know what, tonight we're not doing Screen Machine. Right. You know, or, um, but yeah, it's, uh, one day off it's funny you have that one day off and then when you come back that first shows the second third show is the best show for me the first show is like it's just reawakening my voice again you yeah. know and uh, but now once i got my mid 50s oh it's way harder all the time <laughs> yeah you know hey, take well, us take us back real quick uh to your to your what i presume would be your teenage years what's the first judas priest concert you ever saw defenders of the faith ah that was my uh, first one, too. Yeah. Here in, in Ohio, we had uh, Coney Hatch and Great White open. Yeah. yeah, we had Great White in San Antonio. Yeah. yeah. Austin, Austin, we had Great White. Yeah. yeah, it was really... I still can't believe I can remember Coney Hatch. I don't even... That's so funny. I remember it. Yeah, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever that, you know, he kind of came out of the fire of the, of the cat. Started They started with Love Bites, that one, right? Yep. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was great. Yeah. And see, I was a little bit of a late bloomer with it. My brother got, uh, I had, I had gotten, I've told a story a million times. I'd gotten Ario Speedwagon high infidelity and my brother got Judas Priest screaming for vengeance. And I was like, what in the hell? Look at those guys. What is that? And then I heard electric guy and went, Oh yeah, I'll tell you why he got me. He, he changed his voice. I liked versatility because I grew up singing in musicals and in choir. I was, it's not a lie. I really did. And uh, I was like how he changed his voice like three times at the very beginning of the song and it sounded different. And then I became a fanatic. I still love R.O. Speedwagon though, but I became a fanatic. I didn't have any R.O. Speedwagon posters in my room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The clothes uh, weren't uh, as cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> weren't a superhero, right? So. Nope. Now, if the singer had a leather biker cap on, it might have been kind of cool, but he didn't. he didn't do that. There you go. I forget, I forget the singer of Aris Buick's name. What is it? Kevin, you guys Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Croner. Yeah. Kevin Croner. Yeah. Kevin Croner. Our, my, a light man 
this is another little tidbit for you. The, the light man that ran for Ronnie and did all the scenes and all the stage setups, uh, he runs Ferrario Speedwagon now. So I can't wait till he comes wow. around so I can go meet him. Nice. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Well, Tim, tell us once again uh, the name of the new album, when it drops, and uh, when we might possibly see you out on the road. Well, Sermons of the Center, KK's Priest, Sermons of the Center. It's moved back to October 1st, 2040. <laughs> <laughs> well, because numbers are on the rise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. We gotta, uh, and I think it must have been pushed back. Everybody keeps asking me. I don't know. You guys know more information than I'm being told. But um, I think because of the demand for the, for the record, and I, it's so hard to get vinyl right now. Vinyl companies are way behind. Three yeah. trimmers, they said six to eight months to get vinyls made for the record. Wow. So I think really they really want to make sure they have everybody getting it at the same time. Yeah. Um, but it's October 1st, and um, uh, you can check anything out. We'll be touring, hopefully hitting the road. There'll be another video and song coming out soon. You can check all my stuff on timripperowens.com or any pages, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just check. Tim Ripper Owens and weed out the fake ones. Right. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. Tim, thank you so much for your time and uh, c congratulations on an amazing career. I mean, what a, what a literally a dream come true. I mean, you're living the life that a lot of kids grew up wishing for and you went after it and made it happen. And uh, that's, that's just amazing. So. Well, one more band I get fired from. I'm on a list, David. I'm on a list. <laughs> well, don't get fired until you get this album out and you go on tour. Cause we want to see you live. No, they won't fire me. <laughs> no, it'd be great. You guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Let's do it again. Don't be strangers. Absolutely. I'm always around. So get a hold of me on social media. If you have anything else and, and let me know. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, Tim. We appreciate it. All right. I'm Dave Glessner on behalf of my co-host, Jason McMaster, and our very special guest, Tim Ripper Owens. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast. 